there, Internet. I'm Annie. And I'm Kit. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Hologram, because both it and the comic are truly, truly infinite. It's Gem Infinite number three. Gem and the Holograms, colon, infinite, colon, issue number two, colon, Gem Infinite, colon, part three. Uh, The Savage Lands, part eight. Neogenic Nightmare. Max not here. Sorry, guys. We're kind of running on fumes in our buffer, as you might know by last week's beach episode, and Mac cannot be here. So it's just us, the twins. We could have brought John in, but he doesn't actually read the comic. So yeah, bringing him in on a part three would be particularly egregious. So yeah, now you guys get to try and tell our voices apart. Who's who? Which is which? Have we actually just been one Lindsay Lohan CGI twice this whole time? Visually speaking, little bit. We've got Jen Hickman is doing the art on this book. Sarah Stern is doing the colors and lyrics lettering. Um, Sean Lee is, of course, on lettering as he has been the whole series. And we've never really talked about that much, which is sad because he does a great job. Especially considering the many, many, many different characters in basically every scene of this comic. Oh, yeah. Not to mention, this is a wordy issue. We're getting into the nitty gritty and we have a turn here. The fact that this is readable at all is a goddamn miracle. Let's get into this. So this is part three of a six part crossover. So um, alternate universe tech rat is here. He's our alternate universe son. We alternate universe love him very much. Uh, everyone's gone to an alternate universe where Gem and the Holograms rule the world. Where Cave Starlight is, in fact, alive and, well, question mark, he created the Holograms, which have now fallen into the capital W, capital H, wrong hands. Also, the Misfits have already departed so that the artists don't have to draw ten different characters at once. And the Misfits are now on the other side of the wall. Right, the wall, which is where everyone else that doesn't live in the city live. Uh, The city gets holograms, the wall, and those beyond it get nothing. So it's one of those. You know, every YA novel. Yep. Only this one is actually like tongue-in-cheek and self-aware. On our guest list, we have art from issue one, when we had a different artist working on those pages. And uh, one thing that I absolutely love is that we did need to add in a tech rat here, and he looks very concerned. And fabulous. Oh, I love Tech Rat's hologram clothes. So let's get into this. We start off with a little reminder of a pink page. Very pink. I can't emphasize the P in this enough. It is pink. And it is a hologram of our alternate universe holograms, you can tell, because Kimber has long hair. And also everyone has these, like, smiles and vacant stares. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, a little little unsettling. Maybe some, maybe some, uh... Maybe some foreshadowing. Also, they're singing the alternate universe version of More, 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 which decidedly more uh, edgy. We talked about this last episode, but in Prime Universe More, 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 it's a thing about achieving a thing. And in alternate universe More, 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 it's very congratulatory. It's kind of a misfit song in tone, especially like from the cartoon. But it's not even like edgy misfits, I'm awesome. It's just kind of pablum affirmation. And then we see our holograms, who, by the way, are still in their incredible hologram costumes. I think last time we called them, like, pre-revolutionary France holograms. It's much. It is very much. And they are still freaked out and maybe a little elated, depending on some characters, about what's going on here. And there's a line that I really like where Rhea says, It's surreal, like walking through a dream. And Jerrica continues with a knowing smile where you're the star, but also absolutely nobody. 
And then Tech Rat's like, yo, we need to move. And then this must be a miscommunication between like the pencils and the script because Rhea says, we're anxious to see our dad too, Tech Rat. Rhea has never met Emmett Benton. He is not her dad. Her dad is a very nice Mexican gentleman. We love him very much. He's a very good dad. And Tech Rat uh, is like, oh yeah, by the way, I probably should have mentioned this. Impersonating the holograms is illegal. And you're the holograms. So you're impersonating yourselves and that's kind of a problem. We need to get you off the street. And then speaking of which... It's Rio! Rio's here! Yep, Rio comes up and kisses Jerrica immediately and she kisses him back. Oh yeah, this is gonna be real weird for Jerrica and Rio because keep in mind, in Jerrica's own reality, she and Rio are kind of broken up and it's there's like a really painful tension there. Prime Universe Jerrica being broken up with Prime Universe Rio running into alternate universe Rio and enthusiastically kissing him is all like the love triangle garbage we never got from this comic. I kind of love it. Oh my god, you're so right. It absolutely is. Also, Kimber has no idea what pig Latin is. She's like, <clears throat> Jerrica, inksne on the da-pay. D-A-pay, like P-D-A. Oh, that's it. That's the one. Unfortunately, it's apparently in the IDW style guide that you don't put periods between acronyms, which creates some confusion. And hyphenating that wouldn't have done- yeah, that's a- that's a lose-lose scenario. Anyway, Rio is so surprised to see Jerrica and kisses her in the street because he has no idea where she's been. He says he's been trying to get in touch with her, that he's been really worried, which is a bad sign. Yeah. Yep. And Jerrica, to her credit, at least tries to play along with this a little. And it's like, there's been some stuff happening and I can't explain it. Also, I'm trying to be incognito. How did you know I was me, Jerrica, from this world? Alternate universe, Jerrica. That's my name. And he's like, you're wearing glasses. Of course I recognize you. Because, haha, Superman joke. So Aja, of course, is the one who has to physically drag Jerrica away from Rio. And she does something that, in retrospect, is going to be pretty cruel, which is saying, I will absolutely call you, I promise. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Wouldn't it be so terrible if this is the last time we see alternate universe Rio? I would not be shocked if this is absolutely the only time we see alternate universe Rio. Oh, his life is a lie. Everything is one huge bummer. You know, maybe we can console ourselves. Maybe this alternate universe Rio has the personality of cartoon Rio. And then we arrive at Gemcorp headquarters, which is... You know, about what I was expecting. It's not exactly what I was expecting, but nothing about it surprises me. I just saw it and I was like, yes, I wasn't anticipating this, but this seems right. Imagine that He-Man reboot from like 2008, where everything was real, like anime inspired, and they upped the sci-fi on the Savage sci-fi by like 10. Now imagine that they did that, but for the She-Ra setting. It's basically one of the forerunner buildings from Halo with a giant glowing pink star on it. Yeah, that's absolutely what it is. And we come to the CEO's office. In comes alternate universe Elise Hardcourt, who was identified here as head of PR for Gemcorp. Frankly, Elise should be ruling this world. And the fact that Eric is ruling this world is the indicator that something is terribly, terribly wrong. That's right. Eric Raymond is here. He hangs out in shadows while wearing pink hologram sunglasses. And he owns Gemcorp. He's got a skinny tie. It's very unpleasant to see. Elise looks great, though. Uh, ostensibly, 
nothing in here is holograms except the accessories these characters are wearing, which I would take as world building to imply that for the elite, showing off as few holograms as artfully and tastefully as possible is a sign of status, whereas the low class people, they have to pretend to look wealthier and fancier than they can, so they use more holograms. That's all extrapolation though. Anyway, Elise is subservient to Eric and everything's terrible. Yep, she's pointing out that with the new mandatory upgrade for the hologram technology, at least 25% of people aren't really going to be able to afford it. And Eric, the evil Google executive, is like, yeah, that's by design. Eric says, while partially cloaked in shadow, by the way, while he goes on with this, says that, like, this is actually a calculated risk. And he uses a plural here. He says, we're confident. And this is the data that we have, which is concerning because I don't think he's speaking in the royal we. He says that we're pretty sure that 10 to 15% will fail to purchase this. The others will go through by any means necessary to purchase this. And, you know, our races are stretched thin enough as it is. So we just raise the paywall and kick everybody else out. Yeah, it turns out a society that elevates a very small amount of people makes them entirely dependent on a technology and walls themselves off so no resources can get in or out has a tendency to collapse. Go figure. Then he actually dismisses Elise with a wave of his hand and I hate it. Everything about this is terrible. And then he speaks to someone else in the room and says that Elise has become a liability. And then he calls Synergy. Synergy has a look here. I'm not sure what it is. The only thing that I really I want to comment on here is first off that she seems to have a collar right around her neck and second that what is usually Synergy's trademark is this voluminous amount of hologram hair. Instead this kind of it looks almost like she's wearing a hat in those traditional busts that are said to be Nefertiti. I would like to think that that's a matter of design that says that she's shackled in this point in some faculty that her something about her is more restrained than what we're used to. Granted in some interpretations of that bus, that's not a hat. That's like the raddest afro ever. She lifts a hologram that reveals a door. Beyond it is pure blackness. And Eric speaks to someone inside. Oh, uh, I know this is supposed to be mysterious, a little, little scary, and yeah, it kind of works. But all I can think of is that there is just a person who lives in Eric's office closet who sits in the dark all day until he decides to come to talk to them. There's probably a fold-up chair in there. Whoever it is that just kind of hangs out in Eric's closet is not really really happy about what's going on and what Eric's doing. But it sounds like they're at least colluding on something because Eric says it's just going to take a little more time. Be patient. It's all going to be worth it. So that's the apocalypse plot rolling. Now let's go to Emmett Benton's apartment. Yay! Oh, he is... He's very sad. He wears a bathrobe. He's got a kitty. Oh, he does have a kitty. <gasps> Alternate Universe Mad Mardigan. And with no, like, secret knock or anything, in walks Tech Rat, disabling his hologram. I don't know why I find it so freaking funny that Emmett Benton calls Tech Rat Tech Rat? Tech Rat, that's his name, I guess. That's literally his name. Nobody ever calls him anything but Tech Rat. And Tech Rat mentions that it wasn't just Jackie that died. You died too over there, so maybe brace yourself for that. He says it's gonna be very emotional, and this is 
Ben's a comic, so you can read the line however you want, but, like, in my head, that line is just said with the utmost disgust. Oh, absolutely. Emotional is not something that I think any universe tech rat is into or wants to be even adjacent to. So the holograms pop through the door. What I really love about this is the way that Rhea is just kind of off to the side and peeking in. Like, hi, I'm here too. I'm not your daughter, but I'm friends with your daughters, and I I have my own dad. So we have this nice quiet moment where all of the girls embrace their dad and they talk about how nice it is to see each other. And we have a very nice cut, which is much chatting and several pots of tea later. I love how they don't even all fit on the couch. Tegret looks very upset to have to be relegated to the arm. So Jerrica's leading this little brainstorming sesh of theirs, trying to figure out how to get control of Synergy back. She's like, no idea is too dumb. And there's a great beat panel. And then Aja's is like, I have a really bad idea. Two minutes later, Jerrica and Kimber are both like, Aja, you said no idea was too dumb. So it turns out Aja does have a really dumb idea. And it's continuity related. Hey, so if our synergy had like an evil corrupted part that tried to take over the world. Maybe this synergy has an evil corrupted part that tries to take over the world. I love this plan. This is like, things are so bad we're gonna summon Godzilla plan. There's probably some joke to be made about Final Fantasy 7 in here, but God help me, I've never actually played it. Fake nerd girl. I haven't played it either. Dragon Quest is better. Anyway, Aja's whole plan is to hack that hologram. Is alternate universe cave starlight just Emmett Benton? Should we do that? Like, I've called in that before in the past and it just feels wrong. It does, doesn't it? it? It's just wrong and it's admitting defeat. He's Cave Starlight. So Tech Rat and Cave Starlight are like, so what's a silica? It sounds goth. We dedicate an entire page to figuring out that yes, probably there is a real silica in the code for Synergy that hasn't been unleashed yet. And also Tech Rat geeks out over the idea of mind control through music. And quickly reins it in and says, no, I mean, my, my, mind control is bad. Five dollars says that once they save this world and leave, Tekrad becomes the new dictator of this cyber dystopia. That's a fool's bet. I'm not taking that. Tekrad points out that that might work, but Synergy is a closed system. They don't really have access to it. The hologram earrings, the gemstar earrings from this universe sort of work, but they have a very limited capability. And then Jerrica points out, she has the original earrings. Oh god, I hope this leads to a plot line where they mix them up with the, like, alternate universe garbage synergy earrings, and it's like Adventure in China all over again. Oh god, hopefully less cringeworthy. These gaudy plastic nightmares date back to the Ming Dynasty! So Tekrat thinks it might work. They might be able to use these earrings to hack into Synergy. They're going to hack the hologram. Cave Starlight is very proud of his daughters and his daughter's friend and also Tekrat. And then half an hour later, they're like, hey, what if we got like the alternate universe gem and the holograms to help out? And everybody's like, Oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. We're going to spend like an entire page justifying why this is a great idea. And then be like, yeah, the holograms are freaking dead. Uh Oh, Kimber was holding something. Oh, that teapot's not coming back. Can we just like make sure Kimber's never holding breakable things when important story reveals happen? Like, I feel like in the middle of the sentence as he's saying, my girls, Kimber, you might want to put the teapot down. Kimber, just Kim, Kim, Kimber, just just give me the teapot. Thank you. 
you're dead. Well, not you, but this reality's version. You, you're dead. They're all dead. Yeah, it turns out that the holograms have been dead for a while because this isn't like a mirror universe thing. The holograms still have the same sort of personalities and they found out what was happening. They had like a sort of tech rat style Disney princess awakening to, oh wait, the wall is bad. And they were like, maybe we should stop doing this with the holograms. And as Cave Starlight says, Gemcorp killed them for it. Holy crap. I know we had Dark Gem, but this might actually be the darkest thing that's ever happened in this comic. Yeah, this is harsh. And then Kimber rightfully points out, how can the holograms be dead? They have a concert tonight. They're holograms. The hologram. No, see, yes, I know the band is called the holograms, but the holograms are holograms holograms because they're holograms because they're dead so the dead holograms are holograms dead hologram society it turns out this is basically the natural extension of being able to hologram up your performers is you don't actually need your performers and this is the thing that has jerica finally decided yes we definitely have to take down gem corp it's it's the last thing we do i love that we end this issue on if it's the last thing we do (laughs) because it might actually be the last thing they do at least under this writer. And that's actually the end of the issue. And uh, after that, we have a ash can for the next Misfits issue, which has the greatest cover of like Mad Max, Kimber, and Stormer. I love them. Stormer has a robot arm. Please, oh please, let this mean that alternate universe Kimber and Stormer are still alive and this is what they look like. It is too good for this world. Can we get like prints of this? I want it on my wall. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for us. Who has this been? You don't know. Mac will be back later to differentiate between between the two of us again. We're very sorry for this episode. It's probably not the weirdest one you've ever listened to from us. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, comment, wherever you find our podcast is really helpful, helps our metrics, helps us get discovered, and helps us maybe slowly learn to become two separate identities with two distinct voices. Pay for our voice coaching. Right, and you can do that on Patreon patreon.com slash the gem jam for a couple bucks a month you can support both this and other projects like i will fight you which is our other podcast which is very good i might be a little biased Annie has a lot more confidence in the quality of our content than i do i really like our content it's content made exclusively for me god damn it i screwed up the bit i called you annie yes i win i win i win i win champion that's me oh well at least i won the earring contest at the gem jam panel join us next time uh when we will be talking about more glam rock things and oh god we're probably just gonna spend another 10 minutes talking about that cover frankly yep that's real good so until next time i'm annie i'm kit and this has been the gem jam where we remind you you will never find a more outrageous hive of scum and villainy